Nelson, Nelson's in Jersey right yeah. now. Okay. I'm in Florida. And you're okay. in Texas. In Texas. Oh, cool. All right. That's how we do it, man. Bad, bad. And so one of the like cool byproducts of podcasting is that you're in a whole realm of different people. Like, there's probably no other way I would have met y'all if it wasn't like for podcasting, so. Saludo mi gente. We're so happy to have Paul Calco. Yes, I could summarize this up with one phrase. Houston, we got a problem. <laughs> Big ups to Paul, man. Thanks for being on. This is a great show. You guys are going to enjoy this one. It's, it's so refreshing to see other male podcasters. Because, like, when I first started, you know, I was trying to network and reach out and stuff like that. But the women been holding it down in the podcasting world. And it's been a little hard, like, to find other, like, you know, Christian males that's doing it, too. So it's kind of refreshing to see some brothers doing it. It's expected because us men, we don't like to talk. You know, we only like to talk with our boys to be on a platform like this that we're just meeting people like yourself for the first time and having a conversation that we're not talking about sports or what our hobbies are that connect us. It's like, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to do that, but women, they be like, Oh yeah, I'll do it. And forget about it. They go on for hours and they just met. Right. I wanted to bring that point up that I'm just meeting you for the first time, Paul. And that's one of the great things about being a pastor's kid that even meeting somebody for the first time, we can still, have like a a bond i call it a magic thread that that kind of gets us together and we're we're like link up real quick and kind of a cool vibe that we that we carry that's true i feel that yeah man so just just so listeners are well aware of the fact that we are all getting to know each other right now and i think that's a cool thing man yeah i, I don't know i don't know paul all, all i know is that we have a problem Houston. oh man that's awesome bro yo before we get into our end of the of the show i want you to to give us a little bit of something about real people real talk paul yes i like to say it's really another way of me fulfilling the great commission i'm a young adult pastor i remember one thursday night very vividly we was doing a zoom bible study so many cameras were off and it wasn't as engaged i was like lord what's another way that i can reach them without worrying about you know, having to be interactive and have to turn their cameras on. So the podcast was born, and my goal is want to uh, empower and encourage um, every listener just to be all that God has called them to be and do. And I believe in holistic health. And what I mean by that, like, first and foremost, spiritually, I want people to know Jesus, period. And after that, hey, I want you to thrive relationally, uh, mentally, financially, and physically. And so that's kind of like the synopsis of uh, my podcast. Awesome, bro. What's the name of your podcast? Real People, Real Talk. And where can we find Real People, Real Talk? Wherever you listen to podcasts, it's there. Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Music, etc. It's there. I've heard a couple of your shows, man. I really like it, man. You got you got some powerful people coming on your show, bro. True. Like, it's different people I met throughout my life, whether it was college or seminary or church. It's one of them things where sometimes I think I should do like a pre-call. But really, once we get on the line, everything's just fresh right there. And I just attribute it to to God and good chemistry, so I'd be learning some stuff too while I'd be on there. Yeah, man, it's, it's it's a cool vibe, man. I really like it. So, Paul, 
You got a passage joke for us? Man, um, I remember who's the best football player in the Bible. It would definitely be David because he defeated the Lions, the Bears, and the Giants. <laughs> so pastor slash dad joke. Wow. Wow. I kind of like that know, one. I, I have to say, I really like that one because the only person he didn't defeat was the Patriots. Oh, God. Yeah. And I'm oh, a Patriots fan. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like that passive joke a lot. Uh, a, that was a good that one. That was a good one. Oh, man. I don't know if too many people are going to like that one when they hear this. But, hey, by all means. But, um, Paul, man, you mentioned you're 31 years old, two years married. Let us know. You know, God bless you and your, your marriage, man. You know, so young, man. It's always nice to, to meet young people that are married. I always tell them, don't believe the hype, man. Marriage is a beautiful thing. Marriage is fun. And if you could do it when you're young, man, and stay together, have God as the center, listen, man, you in for a lot of fun. I just want to ask you, being where you're at right now in life, what would be an advice you would give to your 15-year-old self? Man, to kind of fully answer that, I got to give a quick story. I remember my dad, he came up to the school, I think it was like in, in, in fourth grade, and he was playing kickball, and long story short, he kicked the ball, and it hit the pitcher in the stomach. And immediately she went down and started crying. So my dad, being the man of cloth that he is, he goes over there and starts praying for it. While he's praying, the whole playground, at least the way I remember it, I feel like they were just laughing and laughing and laughing. And some of the kids were like, oh, you're a preacher's kid. You're a preacher's kid. And so in that moment, it was like, like shame. Like, dang, I called me out for this for being a preacher's kid. But as I got older, you know, it became like a badge of honor. Like having parents that raise you to know Christ, specifically having parents that are pastors, is not corny, but that's cool. Like, they're putting you on the right direction. And so, I would, man, to my 15-year-old self, I would say trust your parents. Um, the way that they are raising you is going to really pay off in college and beyond. I would tell my 15-year-old self to, to read more books because, uh, you know, as podcasting, I just wish I had even more wish I had more knowledge and information to talk about. So I would have told my 15-year-old self, hey, pick up some more books. And to really take notes and be observant of my parents and how they shepherd people. Like, although, you know, eventually I went to seminary, but so much I learned from my parents when I was in their house and just see how they shepherded people. And so that's what I would say to my 15-year-old self, man. Take notes. Well, okay, one more thing I would say to my 15-year-old self is to befriend Malcolm Butler even more. I went to school with Malcolm Butler. Uh, Nelson, you probably no, heard of him because he saved the Patriots you know, with one of those rings back in 2015. But he went to my high school and we played basketball together on the streets or whatever. But I just wish I would connect with him even more since you know you're famous or whatever. But that's what I would say to my 50 year old self. He was keeping it real. Okay, so you you just took this podcast to a quick commercial. <laughs> Hold on, bro. You just said you were you went to school. You were friends with Malcolm Butler. Yes, the cornerback. Oh yeah, the Butler did, did it. That did the interception. By the way, it is free commercial. We don't get sponsored or paid by the Patriots or the Seahawks. <laughs> that he took the interception from the Seahawks and we won the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. But, but God. That's all I got to say. But God. <laughs> God is real. But uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool, man. I, I like what you just said on the lines of be observant, take notes. When we're that young, man, we, 
I'm going to speak for myself. I don't know if I can speak for you guys. Obviously, you guys will chime in, but we're on the go. Like, we're, we're invincible. I don't need to observe. I just know what I want to do. I'm going to do what I got to do. And then that's society today. Like, the, the do you movement. Like, do you, man. Whatever you feel like doing, do you. And in reality, the do you movement doesn't prepare you for life, for the future. And if we're more observant at a younger age, there's so much we can accomplish later in life and not feel like we're in our 30s or in our late 20s trying to figure out where should I be at? What should I do? And now start start reminiscing and feeling like, man, I should have done it this way had we been more observant. Another thing, and I'm going to say, because I, I just became this as of late, maybe a few years ago, but I like how you said, read more books. I wish I read more books when I was younger, man. I do read physical books. I'm an audio reader now. You know, I think God God invented that for me. Praise the Lord. I Praise love him. audio books, man. I drive and that's all I do when I can. If I'm not listening to podcasts, I'm doing an audio book. And it's good. It's good for the brain. You know what I'm saying? You're learning more. And the Bible speaks about that. It says, you know, my, my people perish for lack of knowledge, lack of understanding. You know, you got to feed your brain, not not just not feed it just by by what's around you. But you have to sit down and read and, and learn, be a student. I, I really enjoyed you saying that. Be observant, read more, take notes. And also look at your parents, man. Look at what they're doing. And even for those who probably don't have that good household, you can still learn from your parents. Because whatever you feel like they're doing wrong is a lesson to you of what not to do. So you could be a better parent. Or if you're in a good household, what they're doing, you should try to replicate it. So your household, because it's working for them, so this way in your household, the same could go on. Man, I, re I really like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, man. I find myself telling my 16-year-old son what I would tell my 15-year-old self. <laughs> That's fact. I feel it. Okay. You okay. feel me? He took it to another level right there. Because, bro, I mean, <laughs> like, it's hindsight, bro. You're a grown man. And you're like, I should have done this. I should have done that. And then you understand why your parents did and said what they said and what they did for you when you have a kid. You know, you might have a little bit of a different style, but I think the root of it, it's the same. So I tell my kids a lot of things that my parents have told me. I could definitely relate as far as how my parents try to help me out as a, as a youngster. It's really interesting. And like one thing I would add to that as you was talking made me it's really appreciating, you know, what my parents did. Because when I was growing up, a lot of people say, Man, you were so sheltered. And I didn't get that until like I got older and I started like watching movies. I was like, Oh, people like try to take my black card because of certain movies I didn't watch um growing up. And like sometimes to be sheltered can come off negative, but that's a good thing. At that age, I didn't have to see everything. I didn't supposed to see everything. And so just kind of what you said, man, is really valuing what your parents teach you. And like what my, what my bro Nelson said, man, sometimes, you know, God gives his parents to teach us what to do. And sometimes he gives his parents to teach us what not to do. And we just got to trust them. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. That's where you become observant. <laughs> yeah, I see what you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Paul, bro, uh, we'd like for you to share with us and the listeners an experience or, or a testimony that has in some way made you stronger so that us and the listeners as well can be encouraged, man. I would say, man, like when I was in, in college, 
you know, I dealt with some depression and like God brought me out of that. And it was one of the things that here I am, I'm a Christian, I'm a minister. I started the college ministry as a college student. I'm the person that like to roast and have fun, life of the part or whatever. And yet I was experiencing like all these, all these feelings. And what really brought it about was that I went from supposed to graduate in four years, but I ended up taking a five-year plan. And that was, yeah. So long story short, I remember going to the graduation and the class that I was supposed to have been in. And I walked out teary-eyed because like, man, I'm supposed to be there. And it was one of the things where I just got to trust God's um, timing. I'll make a long story short, man. You know, it was a lot of shame uh, with that. And in my podcast, I just like to, to talk about mental health. It's one of the things I always talk about. Because I want to break that stigma. You know, I always see people in the church talk about it. Especially, you know, I always see males talk about it. But I believe in, like, prioritizing um, your mental health. And God brought me out of that. Um, he never left me alone. Uh, one scripture that comes to mind is Psalms 46 and 1. It says that God is a very present help in a time of need, in a time of trouble. So wherever you're there is, it could be depression. It could be um, a financial problem, a relational problem, a brink of divorce, or a parenting problem. God is right there. So that's one thing that I look back and say, man, God really had my back, like, during that time of darkness or whatever. I mean, I'm getting counseling. And on a self-care plan, I like to tell people, I believe in prayer and counseling. I mean, I believe in prayer and counseling. I give an example, Eli and Nelson. Like if I have a headache, my first line of defense, I'm going to pray over it. I'm a man of prayer. Now, if that headache continues, I'm going to pray and get some Advil. <laughs> and if that headache continues after that, I'm going to go and see a professional. And the same way that God blesses us with medical doctors and surgeons and nurses, for our physical illness, I believe he blesses us with counselors and mental health therapists and psychiatrists for our mental illness as well. So I would just say that's one thing that God really brought me out of. And kind of like to tag on to that, I just want to tell you, listen, man, God has a way of working all things out for our good and also for his glory. And that word all in the Greek and the Hebrew, I looked it up. No, I didn't. But it means all. All right. He always ends on a good note. Now, I remember reading the book of Genesis. And at the end of every single day, except for day two, but that's a theological discussion for another day. But at the end of every single day, he would say, and it was good, and it was good, and it was good. So what that tells me is if what I'm going through right now is not good, that simply means that God is not finished. And so, mm. um, yeah, man, Romans 8.28 kind of wraps this all together. We know that in all things God worked for the goods of those that who that love him and walk according to his purpose. And to be honest, we're looking at 2020, things may not always feel good, look good, or seem good, but we have an ironclad promise from, from God that he can make all things work out for our good. So that's just one of the things that, you know, it wasn't good at that point, so that means that God wasn't finished and God brought me out and continues to bring me out. So Nice, man. I don't know, Eli. I think at this point we might as well collect the offering. He just... He just preached, man. Yeah, for he brought, real, dude. He brought a word, for, for real. real. <laughs> but with, with your verse, what you said with Romans 8.28, Psalms 46.1, which are two verses that I, I hold dearly, I always attach on 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. That says, cast all your anxiety on God, mm, on him, because he cares. You also you also touch point on, on how it's, again, I just met you, man. And now, and now I feel like you've been around me. And I'm like, yo, did this dude oh, wow. see what I do? Because I do the same thing. I got a headache. I pray to God. And then after, if it keeps going, I pray to, I pray to God as I'm walking to my cabinet to get my Tylenol. Come on. 
Right. Then if it keeps going, I pray to God and I say, all right, God, so you're going to be at the doctor's office before I get there and you're going to speak to the doctor and they're going to tell me you're going to direct them on what I need for my headache. Me and Eli spoken about this a lot, man, when it comes to mental health. I know that the way we grew up and I'm going to say is, is generational, which if you go, if you jump into it, go in deep, you understand that they probably put a lot of things and say, oh, it was a demon, this and that. You just got to pray and cast it out, cast it out. But in reality, if we look at those times, they didn't have the means as we have today. For example, they didn't have health care the way we have health care today. So they had to rely on God. And this is something I tell people. I say, you know, people live in America. Praise God for that. But we pray to God for a third world miracle while we're living here in America. Like God placed in people's hearts to go to the university, to get educated, to become in those professions so he can use them to help us out. But we want God to give us a third world miracle, which by all means, he can do whatever he wants. I'm not limiting him, but I'm also understanding that there's someone who's on college debt right now mm. because a lot of Christians don't want to go to them and they're believers. And they're like, nah, I'm going to just pray it out. And like, come on, like it's, what you just said, that could be another subject to go on. Me and Eli <laughs> always talking about this. Yeah. Like all topic, we always talking about mental health and the importance, man, the importance that the first thing you should do is go to God. Mm, Point yeah. blank, full stop, like they say in England. Like, don't continue. You go to God first. Then after that, God's giving you wisdom. He's giving you understanding. And if you trust in him, he'll put people in your way that if he wants to use them, because who knows if your situation is going to be a testimony to that person who probably strayed away. But now here you come and you're like, listen, I got this need. I got this mentally or this physical, whatever it may be. And now you're speaking to them and it comes out that you go to church. And now they're saying, yeah, I used to go to church or whatever. Like we can't limit God. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm talking about. But I just, I like that, man. Mental health. I love, I love that stuff. I love it. Me and Nelson talk about it all the time where, man, I hate this. Uh, it sounds like I'm um, doubting some type of prayer power. But if I have, me and Nelson talk about it a lot, man. If I have, That's why I'm enjoying it. If I have a spiritual, wow. if I have a spiritual battle, mm -hmm. then you hit me up with some spiritual stuff. Come on. But yeah. if my, if my chemical imbalance in my brain come on has nothing to do with the devil come on then i gotta be helped out through somebody that knows about chemical imbalance yeah and again real. just like nelson said god could do whatever he wants amen god could do whatever he wants if i have a a chemical imbalance in my brain god could balance it out but That's in right. the meantime god put you in my path so you can help me out and man. man me and nelson go on and on with this stuff man and it goes all around the table you know not just one specific group of people it's all around the table man and i i you hit a point where we can go all day with it man paul you hit a point where we could go all day with it but we can't man <laughs> <laughs> we gotta wrap it up and by the way by no by no means do I want to come across like I'm knocking those who 
Because I believe in the power of prayer. Don't get it. Don't Amen. Get it no doubt. No I doubt. believe. I believe in the blood, that the blood heals. I believe what Isaiah says, by his stripes, we're all healed. I believe that. And that's what I go to first. That's what I want. That's what I want to make point. I go to that first. But if I see that, you know what, this is not the avenue God wants me to go through, and he wants me to go receive professional help, I still go to him understanding that by me going to you first, it might be by me addressing it to you. You're going to go ahead of me. And whoever I get in, whoever I encounter with, you already going to tell them what to tell me. You already going to lead them. That's my faith in you, that you're not going to allow me to go in the wrong direction or to the wrong person. Paul, thank you so much, man. Hey, thank you all for having me, man. It was just so refreshing, you know, just to be among brothers talking about mental health. Even though I know that wasn't like the topic or whatever, but it's so refreshing because like I said, we can go on and on about that. So it was a pleasure <laughs> being here on World of PK saying nice to meet you, Eli and Nelson. But like like you say, just that vibe, like we've been knowing each other for a while, just kind of vibe. So I enjoyed it. It was a fun experience with me. Thank you so much, man. I, I hope that the listener can reach out to your show, man. Real People, Real Talk. Facts. It's a fun show, and uh, I'm sure they'll learn a lot. Thank you, man. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for being here with us, Paul. My pleasure. I can't. I couldn't ask him the last question. He always try to cut me off with that. The question is, coffee or tea? Coffee all day. <laughs> coffee all day. Hey, I want to answer that question for Nelson. Nelson asked everybody that question. Nelson, my Hello. answer to that question is tea, but I drink coffee. Oh, you, you see, you the first. <laughs> now I'm going to see who can say that. I'm going to look for the person to give me that answer. <laughs> I would go for tea, but it's coffee. You know why? Because coffee is of the people, man. <laughs> I like you know tea, what it though. Is, man. Co- coffee, coffee is for, no pun intended, real people. <laughs> real talk. For some real people real talking talk, about real some talk. real stuff. <laughs> Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the show and don't forget to subscribe.